Man, y'all saw y'all saw that Jeezy Gucci, huh? Nigga, did we? <laughs> what? I thought we was gonna see a fight for sure. I was boy. excited. Gucci came in deep with the disrespect early. The uh, intense. We would have never got the song. We would have never got the song number one. Jeezy Gucci started out. Now this the motherfucking Gucci show. I was like, okay. Hey, when he yeah, when he's talking to Stacey Abrams, I'm like, yeah, this is gonna be disrespectful all night. That nigga set the tone early. I'm like, yeah, it's gonna be some bullshit. I can smell it. Early and often, he came to be a bully. <laughs> hey, I swear, I don't give a damn because I, I know I know he know. Like, nah, man, Jeezy got more songs than me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If I can come with the antics and the bullshit and like the disrespect, that'll turn this up some more. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. I mean, yeah, somebody, you would you you ain't gonna be too friendly. If you ever put a bounty on my head, we can't sit in the same yeah, room, yeah. fam. It, 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 it's always, always disrespectful. I can't take the bag no more, bro. You put a bounty on my head. It is what it is, dog. It, it's always. But you had to zoom me in on that one. Yeah. You had to put me in on Zoom. Million dollar dog. I, <sighs> nigga try to kill you, but then you know, fifteen years, like man. That was 20, 15 years. Yeah, he wasn't playing, right? But get the music right. You know what I'm saying? Before a million. Like, try to entertain it a little bit. You know what I'm saying? He for sure lost, though. He for sure yeah. lost. Oh, by a fucking mile. Yeah, so, but yeah, that's good stuff, though. So happy that was happening. Everybody was able to see that. Um, yeah, moment. And we are back with another episode of the Black Dad Cast. We took a week off. Yeah, to rejuvenate, and we are back at it. Big, raw, uncut. Um, all that. You know what All that. The blue magic. <laughs> <laughs> nice to see y'all boys taking the No Shade November uh, series with me, man. I, I mean, your boy out here, Scruff McDuff out here, yes. man. Bruh, we are out here looking home. Man, that man. should tell y'all how week it was. The hair sticking through my hat, bro. Man, goodness gracious. I'll circle Boy, face is rough. You know what I'm saying? He got hair all on his neck. <laughs> I had I had to, I had to clip it the other day because I, I bit something. I was eating something and I bit all mustache. I was like, oh, that's too long. I got to clip that back. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine be right here on the side. You know what I'm saying? So once you get to that point, like, all right, I got to pull them edges out. Man. <laughs> hey, so real quick, man. I know, um, you know, our generation. We was raised on on little cartoons and stuff, so like the Rugrats, we all watched the Rugrats growing up, right? Yes, sir. Tommy Pickles is the fucking legend. Of course, he's the go. So if you if your kid was one of the Rugrats, what character would they most closely resemble? <sighs> Damn, mm, we insane. Because I swear, I was just think about that shit the other day. <laughs> well, I don't know, uh, man. If I if I'm honest, dog, I'm gonna just say strictly off. The blanket, I'm gonna say my son is Chucky Finster, dog. You know what I'm saying? Because Roman has a, a little Spider Man blanket and he drags that son bitch wherever he goes. And I have to have this blanket. If you take this blanket, I'm going to hire yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, just off the blanket alone, Chucky Finster. Gotcha. Sure. Oh, man, I, I really don't know who Baylor would be, man. This boy is just, you know, he all over the place right now, dog. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, if you really think about it, like I think our kid would be an embodiment of each one, like a, each characteristic of the kid. You know, Fiddle Lil was was on the daredevil shit at all times. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm but you know what's crazy? Tommy is is Caleb is mostly feeling Lil with a little bit of Chucky because like he got he he gets scared about some stuff, but mostly. <laughs> Jumping yeah. off couches yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Like, bro, sit down. Yeah. And I don't know what that is. I think I guess it's a little boy thing, you know what I'm saying? Cause in our room mm-hmm. is like we got like these chairs that sit at our table and he's standing up on the chair. I'm like, bro, that father's gonna hurt. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sit down, please. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think uh my son's starting to become a prankster now, man. He he he's starting to understand the game. So the other day. He kind of yelled from the room like, Dad, Dad, what is this? I'm like, what's that on your hand? You know, I'm like thinking something on his hand. So I grab it off his hand real quick, like, you know, probably hurting him or something. I said, man, what is this? He said, it's a booger. 
She rubbed it on him real mm-hmm. quick, and he looked at it. He was like, "Mom, that man, bro, he man. was hot, That's dog. Dirty, dog. He went to washing his hands. He was pissed. That's dirty, dog. It's all fan love war, son. Yeah, yeah, he's man. here. And now, he's yeah. a part of the game, man. So yeah, uh, so yeah, little Rugrats thing, man. I wanted to see." Where we were with our, where we think our kids were. We probably ask that again next year, and they probably be totally different. Sure. Um, but yeah, really? my, my son too much of a loner to be uh, Tommy Pickles at this point. Uh, <laughs> if anybody, <laughs> Cam gonna end up being there because he, that boy, he pay attention to every single detail. Well, I got to boy. I'm, I'm in charge of, but I'm in front of But yeah, so so speaking of, you know, he said his son was learning. Pranks during the pandemic. So, what what else has parenting been like during the pandemic for y'all? Man, uh, parenting during the pandemic yeah. has been um, different to say the least. It's 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 almost like you forced to have to find different ways to, you know, what I'm saying entertain your kid because you can't necessarily do everything that you used to do, and and it's crazy because you can, but you can't, in a sense, like. I never want my son to be kind of like the new age kids, so to speak. You know, they are the ones that's on the game system all the time, stuck on their phone, things like that. Like, I want them to kind of have a piece of my childhood selfishly. We are outside kids, bro. When the sun came up, we brushed our teeth, and we out the house. Like, I can't even remember going back home and eating a lunch, like, when I was a kid. Like, I would be outside all day drinking from the water hose on side of somebody's house. Sitting on the jetway. Yeah, like that, like that was just our life. Like we went over each other's house, we hooped, we played football, we went to the pool, we did everything outside, like until the street lights came on. You know what I'm saying? So like, I know I can't get my my son's four, I can't get him to be outside all day, but you know, just finding different things to do. Like uh, when the first time you know they did the lockdown, um, I did like a whole little thing in the driveway, but like like a hopscotch thing like he i put like letters on there like i chalked it all out on the driveway like a whole little obstacle course style thing he loved it and that was good for about three days and then it was like all right what's next daddy yeah it's like so it just kind of makes you like during the pandemic because you guys are locked down and you know you're just trying to be safe as possible it's just trying to you know it makes you get more and more creative with certain things that you're doing Man, so I mean, I think parenting during the pandemic has been a little weird for me because, you know, halfway through the pandemic, or not even halfway, more than halfway through the pandemic, you know, we added another piece to the puzzle, right? So it's uh, we were starting to find a groove. Caleb went to go be with his grandparents for a while because Whitley was still working, frontline worker, working in the hospital as a respiratory therapist. So we were trying to keep him safe. We didn't know what this thing was. And so her mom's retired. So he went to sit with her for a little bit. And then um, when he came back, we started to get our groove. And then once we got our groove, we had to switch it up when Cammy got here. So now it's just been like, okay, relearning, re-figuring out what works, what doesn't work. 
and trying to make sure that he stays up to date with learning. So I'm like, my son, if you let him, he will tablet TV dino trucks you to death. Like, <laughs> wake up in the morning, want Apple Jacks next. Can I watch dino trucks? No. Like, even though some <laughs> of these programs have educational aspects to them, you know, it's just too much stream, screen time. So yeah, find a way to make him stay engaged, you know, doing his letters, doing his homework, coloring. Normal stuff a three-year-old is supposed to be doing. And uh, yeah. But these kids are just so advanced. Like, I, I saw him on his tablet um, playing this little train game. And the, the goal is to connect the train to the train station. And you got to mm. turn these little pieces to connect the tracks. Mm. And he was just knocking them out the park. And I'm over here. I first looked at it. I was like, okay, so turn this one this, this way. Like, I'm over here stuttering at it. And then I was working your ass. Boy, made me feel like, okay, give me the tablet. Like, no more. (laughs) No more tablet. (laughs) Um, But, you know, like, figuring out those little things. And and there's one where he puts, like, the shapes and colors together. And, you know, I I, I frankly thought during the pandemic, you know what I got tired of the most? A three-year-old outsmarting me. That's what I got tired of most. You want to know why? You want to know why kids outsmart us? Because we're 30 plus years old and we overanalyze everything. Kids Mm -hmm. only know what they see in front of them, bro. Like, it's Mm -hmm. crazy, bro. Like, we had a little Friendsgiving. I hate to go off topic, but I'm going to come back. We had a little Friendsgiving Mm -hmm. and we, we did like a couples theme or whatever. So we had couples over. And we had a good time, and I played, like, the newlywed game. So one of the questions I asked was, if you were stranded at 3 a.m. in the morning, other than your spouse, who would you call? So one of the girls, she answers it, but she answers it because she's thinking, what if I got a flat tire? What if I got this? Like, she wasn't answering the question, like, how it was worded. And it just goes to show, like, how, how us as adults think versus how kids mm-hmm. think. Like they keep it very, very simple and we overanalyze everything. We play out multiple scenarios. So yes, in that respect, kids are a lot smarter than us because they are kind of almost oblivious to other things that go on. They say ignorance is bliss, right? That's true. Straight up. See door open door. Open door closed. Period. Like, like not, no, no other way around it. That's just what it is. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Well, yeah, uh, uh, Bowden, you said, you know, you guys added a plus one. Once again, man, uh, congrats on your, your second son, man. Super excited to be an uncle again. Haven't had a chance to see him yet, but, you know, once this thing gets a little bit better, man, we definitely going to get out there and get a chance to be with him. Uh, one of the things I did want to ask you um, – was during the pandemic, um, I'm sure there were some similarities and some differences when it comes to the pregnancy side, you know, of it. Um, I have heard some things out there where it's like, you know, the the spouse or the the male wasn't able to go into the like the room when they do like, you know, checking on the baby and things like that. You know, those are some experiences that, you know, you remember and some people are being taken away uh, or not being able to have that experience. So I just wanted to hear, um, you know, what were some similarities and some differences uh, during the pregnancy process uh, during this pandemic? Man, uh, to quote Jeezy, I'll tell you what. <laughs> uh, <laughs> listen, if they would have tried to keep me at that hospital, they would have had to square me up. Period point blank. Uh, yeah, no, nah, it, it wasn't happening, man. Like, uh, th- there was a difference. I wasn't able to go to the doctor's appointments with her. So yeah. I understood that. She had just FaceTimed me. Okay, get it. Um, most of those were routine checkups. Luckily, we had a healthy pregnancy. And so that, that was a blessing. Um, I was only able to go like one or two early before the pandemic really just hit. Um, but I was able to go into the hospital, but they limited to just the parents. So, you know, when Kayla was born, her mom and grandmother came down, they were in the room. Um, this time it was just me and her, which I like because, mm-hmm. um, you know, granted, we love our parents and grandparents, but, you know, that's an intimate couple moment that right. I just enjoyed the experience a lot better this time having that. And it was funny, I almost had to deliver Camden. Um, 
<laughs> so tell us more. <laughs> <laughs> we was in the hospital. So here's the story of, of, of just sidetracking just a little bit. So uh, I wake up that morning and Whitley's walking around. She was like, oh, yeah, my contractions are five minutes apart. And I'm like, yeah, we need to get up to the hospital. And she, but she's because she was scarred with 31 hours of labor with Caleb. She wasn't seeing it in the same light. I know. Yeah, right. 24 of those hours was not medicated. She's so, um, so she she's not thinking like a normal pregnancy. She's thinking the anomaly of Caleb. So I'm like, yo, let's go. <laughs> um, so we pack up here to the hospital. Um, we get there around 11, some get checked into a room around 1.30, right? <clears throat> so I'm thinking, okay, Caleb was, you know, she's in labor with Caleb for a while. We're probably going to be here for at least eight hours. Let me order some food because... I need to be on my P's and Q's and not be hangry later. So I ordered some pizza. I'm thinking, okay, we just got in the room. I ordered some pizza. I'm going to get the pizza. Her contractions are getting closer and closer. I come up. I'm eating over by the window. Take a bite. And then run to her. And we have a contraction. We go through it. Do the breathing. And then I run back over. Get some food. They started to get closer and closer together. So I'm mid-bite on one. I ran over. We breathed. A little piece got on the forehead. She was like, <laughs> yeah, it was bad. I was like, oof, breathe, baby. Let me wipe that. So, oh, so in one contraction, um, it's, mind you, it's about 3.05, right? In the middle of one contraction, she's hammering it out, breathing. In the middle of it, she's, I need drugs. Like, you could have walked in there with acid, crack, anything, and been like, here, take that. <laughs> and she would have been like, I want all of it. Give me all of it. <laughs> like, the demon came out. She was like, I want drugs. So I look outside. I grab the nurse. I say, hey, our nurse is on lunch. I say, hey, uh, she needs some drugs. So the nurse has to check to make sure you're not too far along. Otherwise, you know, they can't give you drugs. So she, she got in there, and she was like, no, you can't get drugs. You're nine and a half centimeters. So 10 centimeters is when they usually come. Yeah. So, and so um, so she walked out to go and start to organize all the doctors. From the time she walked out of the room, Whitley started the contraction. She starts the contraction. She says, my water broke. I look down. I see wetness. I see hair. I say, I remember from Caleb. I say, oh, I know what that means. He's on the way. <laughs> like, I saw him crowning and half his head was out like forehead. I saw forehead. Um, so I'm like, oh, yo, nobody's in the room. I'm like, yo, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm screaming. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to keep her calm. And I don't know to tell her, you know, like close your legs or anything like that because to keep them from coming. So he, I'm just holding her hand, breathing, trying not to pass out and just watching him just like, and kill a cam on the way out. Bruh. So her contraction mm-hmm. is ending, right? And so as it's ending, the doctors, everybody's rushing in at that one moment. And the doctor came in. She was like, keep your legs closed real fast. Um, and Because if, if not, he would have just shot right on out. So the time, oh that's what I thought it was going to be. I was like, okay, I don't have my gloves. I'm, I'm ready. I thought it was going to be that Martin episode. Oh, man. I was going to have to jump in and catch my boy. Uh-huh. So they wow. come in and it literally takes them a, less than a minute to set up, get stirrups up, get her set. And it was perfect timing because she started that contraction right as they were setting it up. Doctor opened her legs and she did a slow control, perfect birth. And he he flew right on out and was angry looking at everybody like, y'all, y'all knew I was getting here. <laughs> like, Man. I was, bruh, I was, I was so nervous. Had they not walked in at that moment, it would have been like, ah, what I do now? Ugh, I caught them. <laughs> but as far as the pregnancy, the process was a little bit different. She had a much better pregnancy, a much better postpartum. Um, you know, it's it, it, it's good to see because she's she's more of herself than she was the first time. First time she was overthinking it a lot, which a lot of first time not only mothers but parents do. You know, I yeah. can all to that. She was just overthinking it a lot, and so um, I, I think that you know this one was a much better pregnancy birth, um, and it's it's been smooth sailing as far as we can compare it to. Man, that's what's up, man. I know. Uh... Anybody that's going through a pregnancy, you know, 
that's tough within itself, you know, but doing it during the pandemic, not being able to go to those visits, not being able to, you know, have that family, that support system there. Of course, it's different experiences, but it's uh, definitely pretty cool to have that, like that moment with you and your wife to be like able to share that just you two. Um, mm -hmm. That is something that we all kind of like yearn for. Not saying that we're trying to, you know, take anyone else out of the picture, but, you know, there are those moments where you're like, man, like only us can talk about that experience. And it's, you know, that's a pretty cool feeling to have. Yeah. Um, of course, I didn't have my son during the pandemic. So, of course, there were a lot of things that were different. But just thinking about it, man, I do remember going to the doctor's visits and hearing my son's first heartbeat. <clears throat> and it's like, like a shockwave that hits you. It's like, dang, that's like, that's yeah. my little man. Like I made that, like, okay. <laughs> you know, like, oh, we about to really have one. Like it's a couple more months and here he is. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. like, it is a, a, a different experience. Uh, what about you, Ryan? Man, what do you remember your experience like during man, uh, pregnancy? Man, it, uh, that, that first one was, it was, ah, uh, a blur to be honest. I ain't gonna even lie to you, dog. I just remember just, you know, when they, my wife was, you know, as far as emotions, like up and down, you know what I'm saying? And we just riding the wave with that. And we had to do, which is an adventure in the city because <clears throat> you wouldn't know it looking at Roman, but Roman was born two months early. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, my wife ended up having a pretty clan. So, that complicated mm -hmm. stuff. So, and what preeclampsia is is, is high, higher blood pressure. Like you know, what I'm saying she never had any blood pressure issue higher. So, like the last trimester, it just went. The second number was over 100. You know what I'm saying? So, <clears throat> we in the hospital. You know, you know what I'm saying? We had to get a, a emergency delivery C-section. Get up up top like this. You know what I'm saying? Waiting to be pulled out, and they pulled that boy right up, right up out of there. So that, that first was, you know, we were still dealing with it because, you know, my wife was pregnant again, and we actually lost uh, our son. You know, that's that's still, uh, and now we in the weeds now. Uh, so it's a, a a standard checkup, <clears throat> check the heartbeat now, that stuff, and we thinking it's something standard. Good and you know it's cool. I'm able to go in, so it's like FaceTime meetings, and then you know we do. That's how we sometimes figuring everything out. But uh, <clears throat> I don't I don't even remember how I ended up being at this one. You know, it's a standard uh, uh, checkup. They checking his heartbeat. Something's not right. Uh, later on, as we we going one ventricle, he had a heart defect, and how we make a decision if if he's going to live or die. And, you know, they, they gave us all the scenarios. Uh, just my boy wouldn't, he wouldn't have had the quality of life that my first son had. Talking about you know, everything. And then it just goes very quick. And uh, we, we end up losing the man. And uh, that's, you know, one of the, the toughest decisions you have to make. We weren't fortunate enough to uh, go through uh, the second pregnancy, man. Pandemic is, it, 2020 is a little. And, and uh, it's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man, I, I uh, I would never know like uh that mm. feeling of that man and um yes, you know, I know it's tough. When I, I say uh <clears throat> through it for sure, I say made that bond between me and my wife stronger than ever, you know what I'm saying? Uh I deal with some shit, you feel me? Like the like hands down top two not two the strongest woman I know you know what I'm saying yeah. it made me see well obviously like the first when she gave her birth your wife in a different life you know 
what I'm saying? But this second go round and everything that she endured, endured man, that that bond is that, that bond is, is crazy tight. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you know, I, something I'm still dealing with, obviously. And uh, you know, you just you work through it day by days. You, your good days, you had your bad days. I, I broke down last Sunday, you know what I'm saying? It's something we still dealing with. But uh, it's just a matter of whenever you're dealing with that, you communicating it, you know what I'm saying? So if my wife is 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 in, you know, in a shitty mood, communicate it, and uh, I'm there for her and vice versa, you know what I'm saying? And it's just, it's, it's a, you got to find a, the blessings and, and the silver lining moments and every single thing you know what I'm saying and uh shit that's 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 what I say you know what I'm saying that that bond grew and uh I, I seen my wife in a different light you know what I'm uh so we were supposed to have a kid in the pandemic and then man God said otherwise bro so that's that's how you know what I'm saying show man man i know that's that's tough i can i can remember you know you sharing that with me and i'm thinking you know this this dude is going through not only you but you and t are going through the unimaginable like i can only yeah. imagine the thoughts that are going through your head the emotions that you're feeling and yeah. uh, in that moment man i just i just knew that um you being able to come on and share this with us and the people that's listening and watching, like just, just know that we appreciate it because that story is, is as powerful as a kid. And there's so many of us um, who have gone through it, who are going through it, the people that are going to go through yeah. it. Um, and, and y'all are a beacon for them. So we appreciate you sharing that, man. Um, so sure. what are some of the things that you all have done together to kind of fight through this process? Like what are some practices that you all have done? Some of the things that's worked, some of the things to avoid, you know, for the people that, that have gone through it, yeah. going through it or are going to go through it. The, the, the main thing for is communication. Um, uh, just being forthright. Uh, Tiana, it, it, it might slip. I'm like, man, everything all right? And she, I kind of look at it and know, like, all right, everything's not. You know what I'm saying? Saying, you know, this is, I'm, I'm, I'm not good right now. Need a moment, give me a hug. You know, let's talk. Uh, just trying to be as you can. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a lot. So when you lose somebody, it's there's something that to move forward. You know what I'm saying? And uh, that's what we've been doing. Our bond is crazy tight. Uh, and we just day by day with it. You know, we look at her now. And obviously, he keeps our spirits lifted. And uh, that's that's just how we maintain, day by day, bro. Day by day and communicate. That's just been to that. You know what I'm saying? And being sympathetic when she's, she's dealing and then vice versa when I'm dealing, her being sympathetic as well. So... I'm saying yeah man I think um I think what's great about why we chose to do this podcast period is for people to hear you know what us men think about and what we go through especially as fathers and as husbands and sometimes you know the the, the woman may not fully think that we are feeling how they're feeling or vice versa, you know, and I think it's um, healthy for us, like you said, to communicate our feelings, you know, with each other and let each other know how we feel. And um, main thing is know that like we got each other's back because during times like this, like we all know the wife could be feeling like, you know, less of a woman because she wasn't able to proceed with the baby or you know, a loss of a human that grew inside of her was just taken away from her, you know? So all these things that, you know, we talk about, you know, or that we take for granted, 
you know, sometimes like we miss it, you know what I mean? And I think the biggest thing for us is really just to say it, you know what I'm saying? The Mm -hmm. hardest thing when you have a feeling and you don't know how it's going to go is like saying it. That's like, like the one thing you like, man, I don't know if I should say it, you know, good or bad, you know what I'm saying? You just kind of feel like, I mean, Mm -hmm. let me, you know, let me leave that alone. Let me not really touch on that subject Mm -hmm. and things like that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, just to kind of like tell you guys, you know what I'm saying? Me and my wife, you know, we've been having discussions about wanting to have a second child. And I had to open up to her about my fears of, you know, having a second child. Now, granted, I'm not the one carrying the kid, but I was the one that was watching my wife experience these seizures. You know, like you talked about how your wife, you know, with the high blood pressure thing, it was something that never happened to her until, you know, she got pregnant. Same thing with my wife. Mm-hmm. She never had a seizure a day in her life. And the first one that happened, we was like, all right, we went to the hospital. They say she good. We good. We go back to the crib. It ain't no big thing. It's a once in a lifetime thing. No problem. Well, mm-hmm. four years later, they <coughs> continued to happen. And mm-hmm. a lot of times people don't really see like or check on the person that is attending to the one that's going through. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right. We always are so concerned about the person that is happening to and that's the way it's supposed to be but there are some people out here that are taking care of loved ones that you know have experienced something and they're not well either you know what I'm saying so like now that I know you know what I'm saying Ryan like what you went through I'm not finna sit here and say I'm gonna blow you up you good you good you good but you will get a message from me here and there and let you know like I'm (laughs) thinking about you bro because I think that's important you know what I'm saying I think you just saying hey bro thinking about you love you man have a good day I think that really uplifts people you know spirits you know even the ones that physically didn't go through it but we have a mental thing in our head and it plays you know in our minds over and over. Like I'm thinking now, like, man, if my wife gets pregnant again, like, will she have another seizure? That's what I'm thinking about. I'm not even really thinking about the experience of like having another child. Like, and that's the part that I'm trying to block out as we proceed, you know, going to, you know, talking to her OBGYN and things like that. Like, I'm really just trying my best to like be strong for her, but I also have to let her know that I'm scared too. You know what I'm saying? And I think, as black men, like we really, really struggle with saying, Hey, I'm not I'm not good. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And I think that's right. you right. know super helpful that we can tell each other that, you know what I'm saying? And and yeah. uh, you know, keeping each other encouraged. You know, and that go for any yeah. of you, you know, men out there, man. Don't matter the race, man. Any but any young man is going through something, man, like mentally, I feel like it's good to talk to somebody, um, whether it be your, your spouse, your mate, your mama. Sure your kid, your dog, whoever. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's one of the, like, yeah. just saying it, it, it's a burden yeah. that's released, like, I'm not good. Yeah. Um, it's it's one of those things to where, like, you feel like you're making progress in the right direction. Yeah. So, um, and I think that because we were raised to be like, all right, be tough, be a provider, uh-huh. and we're in that position of where we're husband and fathers and providers, it's like, okay, when do I the saying this show a chink in my armor? Take this shit or, Yeah, because, you know, we go through day by day and be like, yeah. is my armor even armor? Like, right. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah. you not even knowing if your armor is sure. really armor and then having to say, okay, is there a chink in my armor? If it is armor, like, what am I doing? Um, it's so many confusing things, uh, yeah. so many intricacies. And so I think that just saying that is that that vulnerability piece is just it's important. You know, as we talked about in our first episode yeah. with our dads um, had later in life, getting that that piece of vulnerability and being able to share with us. Um, I think that us learning it earlier in life and being able to not only understand it, but display it is going to put us um in a in a better stage to teach our sons. So. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think. Nah, yeah. go ahead, go ahead, Ryan. No, nah, I was just saying. I, uh, uh, I, I you know, race on it. I think men in general, and I just feel like you know, is a weakness 
but it's power in that dog. You know what I'm saying? It's power mm-hmm. to, to to lay that burden down. You know, uh, that's the reason. Like, I, <laughs> I go to therapy, bro. I got a therapist. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Shout. That's that's <laughs> if I'm going through, you know what I'm saying, or you know, I set up my session, so I lay my burden down, fool. Like it's necessary. Yeah, There's nothing wrong with that. It's nothing wrong with that, man. To say, hey, I'm yeah. not okay. Going to your spouse or going to your partners and saying, man, I'm not okay. You know what I'm saying? People will spiral off into a dark ass place because they're not saying how they feel and they just internalize and stuff. And then it'd be some. Like my homegirl say, it'll be something like the ketchup. The the ketchup is hot or the ketchup is cold. You know what I'm saying? And then you just mm-hmm. you lose it and it spaz out. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's nothing wrong with that, bro. Yeah, Lay your yeah. burden down if you got to. Uh, like you know, John, I really appreciate what you said and I received that, bro. Uh, and I was just talking. And what I mean by I received that as far as like reaching out and saying, "Hey, bro, I'm thinking about you." I was talking about about that with my wife earlier today. Uh, it's our duty, bro, to give somebody a smile, you know, a kind gesture, a hug, because you don't know what that person is dealing with. And mm-hmm. that one smile, that one pleasant interaction with you, stop, literally stop somebody from ending their life. Yeah. So is the case. I have, you know, it's been built up, been going through, going through, and have one, one last shitty encounter with somebody, and it's like, all right, it's, now it's I'm, I'm about to do some you know crazy, so it's our duty, bro, to reach out to be pleasant. Try to be as pleasant as you. Can. Yeah, that is dog, the proverbial straw. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So it's 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 on us to to you know when you can to reach out. You know if you think about somebody, it it they they popped up in your head for a reason. You know what I'm saying? Reach out to whoever that is and hey man, you all right? I'm, you know, you was on my mind. I thought about you. Hope everything all right. And I can't tell you how many times whoever I've reached out to because I'm the strong friend, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And people be like, damn, you don't realize this conversation we had today. You don't realize what they did for me. And to me, dog, that, uh, you know, aside from taking care of my family and seeing my family happy and striving, being able to say that I helped somebody go on a little bit further, bro, that moves me, dog. That's power. You know what I'm saying? There's power in that, man. For real. For real, man. And you brought up a good point. Straight up. You brought up a good point, um, especially like being looked at in your circle as as a strong friend. And um Yeah. It's it's a you know, and, and they say most people don't, they don't really worry about the strong friend. They're like, oh yeah, they got it. Like you're looking at yourself like, man, <laughs> I, I I don't got it. They got it. They're strong. You know, I, I'm looking at them for inspiration. And then the strong friend is over there like, yo, I need some inspiration. <laughs> like, I'm looking at you. <laughs> exactly. And so I think, um, you know, it, it's one of those things where in our community, we really need to understand that everybody has a strength, you know, and in my, any of my circle of friends, there's, there's people that I go to for certain things because I know that that's one of their strengths instead of just giving a label to every single one of them and saying, that's a strong friend. That's my strong friend. This person has these strengths. I go to them for that. This person has these strengths. I go to them for that. And, um, and I also know what their weaknesses are because that's the thing that I'm going to check up on them about or find a resource for them about, you know what I mean? And so having had taking decomposing what we've learned, um, and kind of building it back up in a different light, I think is going to be crucial and vital, uh, especially, you know, to maintain our mental health as, as we move forward. Yeah, it's uh, one of those things right now, especially, you know, in the pandemic, like turning to the to the bottle versus turning <laughs> to a friend, man, like, and it can, it can get lonely with that bottle, man. That bottle ain't going to do right. nothing for you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You got to find somebody you know, or something, you know, pick up a new hobby. You know what I'm saying? Like the other day I caught myself like literally running down like the street. Like I normally run through my apartment complex or whatever, but like I literally got on the street we live on and ran down to the next light and down a block, you know, just to clear my head. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't even think really I could run that far. 
consistently that long, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, man, I ain't worked out in a minute. I'm, you know, I'm thinking I'm going to be tired, but I'm like still going. They would have found me at the end yeah. of the street laying down. I, I ran there and back, and I'm just like, <laughs> man, I, I needed that. I had all this energy to get rid of, bro. So you got to find your, you got to find yeah. something, man. And like, I know what you mean by, you know, being a quote unquote strong person or the one that, you know, oh, he got it, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, mm-hmm. Sometimes we ain't got, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes we do need hey, that. Man, check on me. Yeah, like, like whoever lives, sure. check on family me. or friends out there, check on me from time to time, okay? I might not be all right. So. <laughs> and, you know, and it's so crazy is because, you know, like, for instance, we were having a conversation earlier this week. Um, and, and the the outset of that conversation, just being able to vent and talk to each other in that fashion it's just like one of those things to where it's like oh, damn that was therapeutic i needed yeah. to get that off my chest and you know us us having a, a common you know understanding and a, a common not not just story but like different perspectives to kind of add fuel to that fire of, of thought to where we can kind of go through those thoughts and figure out what it is that we need to do uh, it's just therapeutic man like even if you don't have if you out there and you don't have you know, money or time to go see a therapist, you know, if you have a circle, finding ways to communicate with them about whatever it is that's going on in your life, whatever it is that's, a, that's bothering you, um, can be therapeutic in itself, you know, because I know some people that's not on their therapy wave. It's okay. That's fine. But just find something that works for you because you're holding it all in. That's not the option. That's not what's going to be able to, that's not what's going to get you through yeah. this. You know, you got to find a community. It takes it's a village. <laughs> I, there was always that phrase, it takes a village to, to raise a child. No, nah, it, it takes a village to to raise a man too, because look, we still learning and growing as we go. For real. Um, and so that's important. Yeah, man, I, uh, I know we talked about parenting during the pandemic and that took us over. Like, uh, you know, but I'm excited about it, man. I think that really opened up <laughs> yeah. some thoughts for us on maybe our next episode, man. So we definitely want to continue to dive into that, man. But kind of getting back to the uh, parenting during the pandemic. Um, you know, another thing that I've seen people, you know, I look at Facebook and Instagram and, and uh, you know, social plat- social media platforms. And I see, you know, a lot of different things, you know, um, school, for example, we got kids are, you know, basically homeschooling themselves, giving a laptop and Zoom codes to get in, you know, and some daycares are not taking new kids, you know, so um, um, tell me about you guys' experience with your kids as far as school or daycare, if they're in either one, and um, how has that been? Uh, it's scary as hell. <laughs> Let's start there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, my, my wife had a job where she was working from home. And, uh, you know, so it allowed her to be able to watch Roman. You know what I'm saying? When, they, when I think like in March or April, when everything, like when the world shut down, you know, Roman was good. But then, you know, she transitioned to another job. And so now it's like, just like how I am, she had to go in every day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She works at the clinic. So it's like, and then might be encountering somebody that's coming in with those symptoms, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So having to take them to daycares, that shit, it's been scary, dog, you know? Uh, and high as hell, too. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. So you, you, you put them in daycare, the first time you put them in daycare was during the pandemic. How was that? Uh, he was in before okay. the game. What you mean? Like, like, what you mean? Like, so he was, so he was, he was in it before, and then you, and then he, your wife was keeping him. Shut down. Yeah. And then, you know, she had to go, you know, start another job. Then we got to put him back in daycare. Got it. Got it. I'm saying. And so the the fear was there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's still there. Uh, Cause, you know, you know how kids are, dog. It's like a a breeding ground for germs and colds and flus and, Kids are disgusting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know what this is, bro. You know what I'm saying? So when we come home with the sniffles, I'm like, oh shit. I, yeah, bro. I'm have to hit that ball with a mini stiff arm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, bro, Caleb be medicated so much. Hey, I swear. I swear, bro. 
Yeah. We, we we cycling through the poetry and the Tylenol and keep my bone up and the man. Yeah. Yeah. And then he has yeah, allergies yeah. too, so it don't make it no better. We don't know if it's allergies or if he got another cold. Well, he's been in and out of daycare yeah. like crazy. Um, yeah. Because if you got right. a simple little cough, like we got a we got our daycare, the owner is a black grandma, like quintessential to the core. Tyler Perry couldn't draw this black grandmama up any better, black grandma. Um, she yeah. fussed us when we put <laughs> why that boy ain't got no coat on. Like, and that's one of the things that we love about it is that you know she, she cares about the kids, yeah. and um, and, and yeah. it's really important for us. That's why we was like, we gonna stick around in this area until Camden get ready to go to school because we're not gonna go through that whole rigmarole of trying to find a different daycare. Really? We found one, and she good, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and she comes, she check up on us. She's done house calls, like she. Black grandmama, you know, pandemic first started. She was like, if y'all want to get out the house, y'all can come and go in my backyard in the pool. We'll stay in the house. And I was like, let me go wow. get a dip. Um, so it's it's one of those things. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so it's, it's, you know, she's serious about it. So one little sign of call. All right, Caleb got to sit at home. Caleb got to do something. But we got the nurse line on speed dial. They, they know our number. Yeah. Hey, Mr. Bolden. All right. Here's what's happening this week, right? Um, so it's it's been one of those things to where we having to pay close, close attention to their health. Every little single little thing we got to watch out for. Caleb knows better. So sometimes he'll like, if he don't want to do a nap, he'll be like, my ear hurt. Like, ain't no wrong with your ear. Um, one time he was saying his arm was hurt. He couldn't lift his arm. And so... You know, we concerned. I'm like, all right, let me put on some clothes. I'm getting ready to take him to the emergency room. He couldn't lift his arm, right? And so I'm thinking in my head, like, he hasn't done anything with his arm. What is happening? So I say, Caleb, lift your arm every time I do this. He, oh, I act him, right? Um, so I went, and got, I, I went and got some snacks, right? And I said, Caleb, you want a snack before we go? Mm-hmm. I say, I held it up. I said, grab it. Um, he tried to lift with the other arm. I put that arm down. I said, now nah, you got to get it. Ain't no wrong with that arm. Like, that arm went in the air so fast. <laughs> but the same, as fast as that arm went oh, in the so air hard. is how fast we were getting ready to, like, just take him to get him checked out, looked at. Um, and that's just how it's been the whole pandemic. Just every little sniffle, sneeze, cough. It's like, what's happening? You all right? Boy, you got good stuff. Uh, like, yeah, right. But it's not in kids a lot. That's yeah. not to say that, you know, the kids won't spread it to us, but it's 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 just been a stressful yeah. time. Yeah, man. I think uh Yeah. And it's it's really I don't think people really know how to like assess COVID either. You know what I'm saying? Like we you hear COVID and you see it on the news and you're like it was dead. It's over. Mm-hmm. You got it. Like that's it. <laughs> get away from me. <laughs> nice to know you. Like, it's worse than AIDS right now. You got COVID. Get away from me, bro. Like <laughs> see you. Yeah. Like I don't want to see you until never. Like this boy got the COVID, man. We can't fool with him. <laughs> like, that's the way. Like it feels for real, bro. Just like, that boy at your phone book. God man, yeah, you like I don't even don't even, don't don't Facetime <laughs> me. I might get it through Facetime, man. Leave me alone, bro. So. <laughs> But man, my so my uh my son he he's never been to daycare or school. You know, my wife's you know been having him the whole time. Yeah, bro. So it's it's uh it was one of those things that we talked about before this upcoming school year came. No, we were gonna put him in like uh like a pre-K because he's four. We were gonna do like the half school thing, and then when the pandemic hit, we continued to talk about it and then they were talking about well if he does go it'll be on a computer at home and I'm just like well he's not really getting the experience of being in school and I don't want his first experience to be a computer screen you know like I, I kind of felt like it would be a little a little weird for him to see and think that school is this you know what I'm saying versus actually going into a classroom with a teacher with structure with friends that he'll meet in a classroom, you know what I'm saying, and like recess and lunch and stuff like that that you experience in school. So we chose not to put him in that. And my wife's just been doing a great job continuing to teach him, you know, his ABCs and one, two, threes, you know, the color shapes and all that type mm-hmm. of stuff. But 
you know, I've seen a lot of different people, man, that, you know, have, you know, had to change this work schedule or apply for different positions because, you know, it doesn't fit for, you know, what their child has to go through right now when it comes to school. So it's just been like super weird um, for us. Like we, we talked about the daycare thing, but it's like, man, like we don't know like the people that he'll be there with and like, what are their parents like? Who who they hanging around? Like, you know, you just start running. Are they, like, are they taking it as serious as we taking it? You know what I'm saying? As they parents masked up, are they going out? You know, like, like my son knows now, like, that we got to put our masks on so we don't get sick. You know what I'm saying? Like everywhere we go, he, right. before we even leave the house, he like, I'm like looking keys, phone, wallet. He like, where's my mask, daddy? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And it's, it's weird, but it's good. You know what I'm saying? Because he know. Yeah. And that's a good thing. But at the same yeah. time, I'm just thinking like, man, my childhood never existed. Like, never, like, had a mask. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's like, dang, like, yeah. my kids are not really experiencing the full childhood experience, you know. But we making the best out of yeah. it as we can, man. And I'm just happy that, you know, someone like myself, I had covid um, and I recovered from COVID, man, and uh, mm. I was, you know, blessed to not have given it to my wife or to my son or any of my family members, man. And um, it was definitely different, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you was the COVID guy, quote unquote, to your friends and family at one point in time, and you know they kind of looked at you like, oh, he, he had the COVID. They planning the funeral? Yeah, I'm like, okay. All right, guys, I'm, I'm good now, okay? <laughs> I made it, all right? It's no big deal now. But, yeah, I mean, I was already, you know, so I was already cautious, but at the same time, now it just makes me be like, oh, man, like, oh, no. I'm like, no, I can't go there, guys. I'm okay. <laughs> John called me scared for the about the shit, dude. <laughs> Being careful. And you end up getting yeah. that's that's the scary part of it, yeah. bro. And like I'm doing what I'm supposed to do day in and day out, and un un you know, beknownst to me, I get this shit from you know touching something or doing this or doing that or being in the area where it's at. Like this shit scary, yeah, bro. bro. Like and I see people out here mm-hmm. all outside, and I'm looking at you. I'm side eyeing. Yeah, it's me. I am just to take your ass home. <laughs> you know what I'm For saying, real, bro. This shit is scary. For real. Like, I go in a grocery store, and I'm just grabbing, like, milk and eggs, and I'm seeing people just, like, casually shopping. I'm like, man, go home, bro. Like, I'm driving past certain places, and I'm like, what's going on? Why are so many people, like, gathered around out here? Like, man, like, I'm hoping y'all are being careful with what y'all are doing. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it just is what it is. Yeah. I know people hey, are tired. Come to Atlanta, man. Niggas is outside in Atlanta. Well, I know, man. I mean, they, they out here, bro. They out here. We went to go look at a Christmas tree at, at home, and it was like, bro, it was so many people in there. We literally was there for like two minutes. Me and my wife looked at each other and was like, you ready to go? I was like, yes. We're going to come back like on a Tuesday or Wednesday when everybody at work, bro. <laughs> Straight up, dog. Like it's every. It's like I feel like once or twice, or maybe even three times a week, bro. I look up and I'll be out in public and see masks or masks under the nose. I'm like, we are in the fucking twilight zone, dog. Man, we we didn't grow up with none of this. You know what I'm saying? We had like the you know swine flu or you know Ebola. West Nile. You know what I'm saying? But have something like this that really is impacting our daily lives, bro, and you having to like maneuver around it. Like, I've missed like money. I can't go to work because if <laughs> Roman has a cold, he has to be gone for this many hours. You know what I'm saying? We got to sit at the house now. Like, I've never had my life disrupted like this. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. And just trying to maneuver that shit every day. It's crazy. Yeah, man. It's, uh, yeah. it's one of the things, man. You're just trying to really like almost survive the day and it's sad to say it in that sense but you truly are man because you just you just don't know where it's at it's an invisible boogie man you know what i'm saying like you can't fight it you can't you can't beat it to the punch you don't even have medicine or remedies to like 
cure it. You know what I'm saying? You just hoping like, all right, you know, I got it. What am I going to do now? Just sit in the room by myself, look at these four walls, like do what I got to do until it, you know, passes, hopefully. You know what I'm saying? So, so it's just never. They they said they got uh, a vaccine that's ninety five percent effective. Y'all taking it? No. Yes. <laughs> I'll take it. I'm not. I, I'm not taking. I'm not going to be like first in line to take that. Like no. Listen. Let's, let's not get fucked up about it. I'm not going to be first in line to take it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm you not taking me? it immediately. I, I may take it after that first batch go through and we see them side effects. I got to do some more research about it, bro. I feel like if they did that, like they say it's 95% effective, I feel like maybe they kind of cycled through already to, you know, then report this is what we have. But I am taking it. Even even in that short amount of time, they say it's 95% effective, like at what, right? So at preventing Mm -hmm. COVID, right? So it's 95% effective at preventing you from getting COVID. Now, the side effects, short term and long term, they haven't been able to fully analyze that because exactly. it hasn't been enough time, right? So, mm-hmm. especially in different blood types and different phenotypes, you may it may shit, you may roll eleventh finger or something in this moment. <laughs> like we don't know. I'm I'm being dramatic <laughs> with it, but at the same time, that guy. yeah, you know, it's it's a a yeah, yeah it's with eleven fingers. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Uh, come here, Which girl. one you want? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right in the middle of your palm. When you shake people's hand, that shit weird. Uh, <laughs> but, but just to, you know, I'm being a little dramatic, but at the same time, it's the side effects is always what worries me about medicines, even medicines that's on the market now. Like even medicines that I give to my son, I always pay attention. Like what are these known side effects? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes the side effects be worse than what you trying to take exactly. it for. That's like, why they speed through it at the end of the commercial. Yeah, <laughs> you know, they said, tell me what it was in a diary of death. What? Wait, <laughs> I just had a call, bro. I don't want to. You got to give me money back. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, bro. I, 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 you know, I read that it takes on average five years to create a vaccine, and for them to create one in less than a year, I'm sitting here like, uh, I don't know, man. I think I'm gonna hold off on it and just keep wearing my mask, keep staying at home. Let me see how mm-hmm. people react to this in a couple of years, because I feel like. And I don't know how this is going to be or not, but I feel like they're going to be like, did you get your flu shot? Did you get your COVID shot type thing down the road? And I just would much rather see like how people are responding to it before I just, you know, go and get my ticket and get in line. I'm going to just go on, (laughs) let y'all, whoever want to take care of that first, go ahead and then make make you feel first. And then I'll watch you. (laughs) (laughs) I'll watch you. Yeah, I'm going to watch, man. Go ahead. (laughs) I'm saying, but not. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I've seen, you know, I've had like close friends of mine that like have caught it, John, you caught it, you know? Yeah. And like seeing the the effects of it, like, and it's such a broad spectrum, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Of like, oh, symptoms, they were like, they were mild and then I was good. Like, I didn't, you know, it was okay. Then on the other side of it, like, COVID almost took me out of here. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So for me to say I wouldn't entertain a vaccine, that'd be crazy of me. I've seen people say, I ain't taking shit. They trying to do this. And what about this and that? And like, no. Nah, yeah. I could, man. We may, yeah. I, I, I would need to catch COVID and get my, get my house. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I'm taking mm-hmm. No, I absolutely support that there is one. I just, I'm just not going to be first in line for them. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. That, that, that's sign. all I'm saying. Like I, I would consider it in due time, <laughs> but not off the rip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me, let me. Where your guinea pigs at, bro, bro? Let me see them first. <laughs> um, so speaking of like COVID and being around people, uh, Thanksgiving Ooh. this week. Mm. Yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all gonna be around family? What y'all playing? You know, it's crazy, man. The the, 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 uh, dynamic being around family right now is just like 
like you never considered not being around your family before COVID. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like to even have this conversation with your family, like, should we get together? Should we not get together? It's just crazy, man. Like it's like disheartening sometimes, bro, because you more than anything right now, you want to be around your family, bro. Like a pick me up, like a mm-hmm. I love your mom, I love your dad. You know what I'm saying? Like one of them, one of them type things. Like, right. you know, it's I don't know, man. Like my mom, we my mom, my sister talked to us about possibly doing something in the backyard of my mom's house, having some tables out there, socially distanced and all that. And I'm just like, man, like, we got to do this even with family, bro. Like, it's just, yeah. I don't know, man. I kind of I kind of get down even just having to talk about it like that, bro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was, uh, I, I thought about it, you know, I was this year, man, that's like one of the bright spots of 2020, man. We finally moved into our crib. We got, you know, enough space in the backyard and the house to host everybody and shit. And, uh, this kind of took place and like, man, you know, next year, Thanksgiving, I had already manifested it like Thanksgiving and Christmas at the crib. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, when the time came up, I'm like, man, I'm about to smoke me a turkey. It's about to go down here. Let's get the sides popping. You know what I'm saying? And then as it's going, it's like, all right, we got this many people on this side. We got this many people on the other side. And before you know, people, me, mm-mm. I've been the fun police all 2020, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's, you know, how many people is that? What is this, 10, 9, 11? Hey, hey, man, hell no. Mm-mm. I've turned <laughs> people away. From yeah. I'm not, not exaggerating. Like, I've literally said, no, you cannot come here. You know what I'm saying? So it's one of the things, like, luckily, I'm able to go to my mom's house, and it's not as many people there. You know what I'm saying? And then like my wife's, you know, family, we go to her mom's house, it's the same. So we're able to kind of like divvy up time like normal until this shit is back to normal. We can, you know, bring everybody together. Y'all come here. Yeah. We'll revisit this shit next year. Yeah. Right now, I can't have our Yeah. So I feel you on that, because um, you know, we of course we not having nobody over, especially with, you know, Camden being only two months. My mom finally got to see him. She just came out here and uh, she had to wait, start working for a while, get her COVID test, make sure she's negative. And then she came out here. So she's spending Thanksgiving with us. But it's just me, my family, and my mama. And, uh, you know, so that's that's pretty much it. You know, I don't think we're going nowhere. I might fry turkey, you know, grab some sides. That's pretty much it. It's crazy, man. Like, this is the time of the year where you like are thankful to have family and friends and you you putting up the tree here real soon maybe christmas lights whatever your your thing is and you know you baking cookies for santa and you know what i'm saying like you (laughs) yeah you know i'm saying like you having that experience and now it's like man like yeah son just gonna be us three man (laughs) <laughs> like we just gonna be chilling, us three, man. We it's gonna be us. We're gonna be yeah. all right though. For sure. Just a few more. <laughs> man. But <Come on. laughs> I hate I really truly hate, man, uh that we've been robbed. And it's not like, you know, let's let's think long game, and I think that's where we go wrong is people are so short sighted, like no, I'm finna be outside. Like yesterday, man, I was at my partner's house and the weather was beautiful in the H yesterday, dog. Bolden, they would, dog, if you would have been here outside, it was. it was so gorgeous. It was breezy, bro. Like the temp was low perfect. 80s, and high 70s. I'm talking about it was gorgeous, dog. Even going into like last night, I think he got down like 73, breezy, perfect. I'm like, this is the time mm-hmm. to be outside. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And we got robbed of that. Yeah. But you know, mm-hmm. come back next year, maybe hopefully if it, if everything go right, if people act right, but the way it's looking, shit, I think 2030 we'll be able to be back outside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Man, <laughs> I must say 2030, a whole decade just gone. <laughs> hey, the way the way these people acting out here, bro, it's looking like out here it, clubbing no pads, just just like it never happened. COVID is not going on. COVID ain't run up on yeah. people. Now they act like COVID ain't run up on people and 
taking their lunch money, bro. Like it's happening. COVID is out. <laughs> you wouldn't tell, fool. Coming out here like Debo. Yeah. Hey. What chain? <laughs> what bike? My bike. So, uh, yeah, man, we wanted to touch base. Uh, was there anything else we wanted to cover, man? I know this was a, an episode we were kind of all over the place and touching on a lot of important topics, but. I wanted to make sure that we get our get our shit off before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, is there anything else we want to talk about? Uh, Trump lost again in Georgia fifty-seven times. Yeah, and still won't concede, dog. But he took another L. So I just want to say that Trump lost again. Kiss my ass, bro. Chill. What do you ex- what do you expect from a narcissist? Who, man, listen, that's. This guy here is gonna lose 87 times, but he gonna get up out of the office. <laughs> you know how somebody loses spades and dominoes and they don't be wanting to believe it. Like, no, come on, come on, go off that chip. Man, he, I call five. He ain't write my five down. Man, they man, they man, they whooping the paper. <laughs> bro, man. he reneged over there, bro. He reneged. Like, nah, bro. Come on up off that chip. Yeah, man. I think the best thing for us is just Please. uh I don't even get his dude no more attention, man. He got his days are numbered. We already know that. So when it when it's his he time knows. to go and make a move, get on out of there, man. Let's go and move on with the world, man. Let's let's do what we're supposed to do, man. Be back to being yeah, the best least, country in the world. Man. You know, Kamala, please don't forget about Malone's baby. Hey, y'all say it. I'll say it. Say it. Hey, come on, man. I need that, fam. Yeah. So, again, man. Oh, I'm sorry. What'd you say? I said my credit report would have been, it's going to be solid when Kamala do what she said she was going to do. Hey, mine you know too, fam. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, so, again, man, this has uh, been another episode of the Black Dad Cast. Again, we appreciate everybody who's been tuning in on YouTube, Instagram, uh, Twitter, all the socials. Uh, again, you can reach out to us, theblackdadcast at gmail.com, on all our socials at theblackdadcast, uh, Instagram, Twitter, uh, website, theblackdadcast.com. We are here. Um, any questions that you have, reach out to us on, on the socials so you can talk to us, ask us anything you want. We open books. If there are some topics that you want us to go over, reach out. Don't be afraid to share. We Matter of fact, we're going to post something this week um, with that same exact questions. What do you want to hear from the Black Dad cast? What do you want to hear our perspective on? Uh, who do you want to hear from? Uh, we definitely plan on having some guests come by pretty soon. We're just working on some few technical things. Um, well, and that's a wrap for this episode. Definitely a dope episode, man. I can't wait to drop this one. Um, if you're listening, thank you for sticking with us. I'm going to say my sayonara. Y'all can go ahead and give y'all's. No sayonaras, man. Peace yeah. out, man. Love y'all boys, man. Have a, a happy Thanksgiving, man. Try your best to stay out of the way. Uh and try your best to enjoy your family. You know what I'm saying? The safest way possible. And don't get everybody sick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, don't get up. Don't be a comedian out here. <laughs> Not a comedian. You don't wow. want to <laughs> That was very clever, but right. we don't want to be that. <laughs> Man, he done made a residency out of it. <laughs> Man, let me, let me trademark this real quick. Everybody yeah, trademarking mind. everything now anyway, right? <laughs> For real. Sir. Don't be no co-video. All right, that's a wrap. We out of here.